RacingExperts.com as we are going to talk all things iRacing with Justin, get his perspective, and also look ahead to the 2022 season, which is just a few weeks away. Complete breakdown with Justin coming up in just a few moments from right now. Plus, we'll have our news and notes as well as our Ask David segment coming up at the end of today's show. David Starr joins us right now. David, how are we doing? Man, we're doing great, man. Just, uh, man, just, <laughs> just got home and, uh, been a busy week so far this week, just uh, in meetings and working at uh, uh, our Team Texas High Performance Driving School race shop. And, uh, and man, I'm excited, excited to have Justin on here and talk about some new things going on in our in our sport. And uh, it's exciting times, man. Daytona is almost here. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. And it's uh, right around the corner, guys. Yeah, Daytona almost here. The clash before that at the L.A. Coliseum. It's all exciting of what's ahead over the next few weeks as we get you ready for it. We'll uh, certainly have you covered here on Let's Go Racing. Dominic Aragon of the RacingExperts.com is here as well. Dom, how are we feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great, guys. Good to, good to see you guys again after a two-week absence. Yes, yes. It is a good to see your, uh, your shining face. Uh, well, thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel even better after a comment like that. <laughs> you're not you're not ugly this week. i'm not what you're not ugly this week well thank you i appreciate that you know i i took extra time to, to get extra pretty just for you well thank you you maybe, maybe think about uh shaving the beard next time you know like, i think so i think that's a little and then hey, justin can't you tell there's a lot of love on this podcast man oh absolutely <laughs> now david you're all, i'll get a haircut just for you tyler next week hey i, I got a haircut david you're about to get a haircut right I'm getting one tomorrow, man. I need one. You know, I got to clean myself up a little bit. You know, I. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's tomorrow. <laughs> what's your What's your barber's name? Let's shout shout out them out. <laughs> oh, Tammy, <laughs> she's Tammy. awesome. Yeah, she's been cutting my hair for probably 15 years. You know, David, yeah. I got a feeling you go in for like one of those 15 dollars supercuts. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> at all, man. No, <laughs> no. It's okay. more like 50 bucks, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, wow. You yeah. have, you have yeah, enough I'll hair. I'll tell you for... what, though. The best haircuts, though, were free, Tyler. During the pandemic, my brother was cutting my hair. Was it like a Flobie or something? No, he had the, the whole kit and everything. And he's like, hey, can I practice on you? And now he shaved me like 12 <laughs> years ago, right before senior photos in high school. That, that went over great with the family. But he's since gotten a lot better. Now, David, how are you uh, – how do you have enough hair for a $50 haircut? <laughs> <laughs> well the ones i have left man I, the ones i have left i can get them cut the tyler <laughs> before we uh bring in justin uh david tell us uh, what's going on this week with you man man just uh just man trying to finish up our nascar uh you know our, our nascar hopefully have announcement here real soon just finishing up some of our sponsor deals and uh man just trying to finish up things it's always uh you know daytona's right around the corner you know we're just now uh finalizing things and uh but man i'm excited it's always uh you guys know how it is in the off season man it's uh it's a fun time but it's also uh you know hell it's 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 nerve you're nervous and you're 
ancients, uh, ancients, and uh, so man, I'm just hope to have some uh, have a uh, have an announcement here real soon, and uh, and just getting ready for our, you know our racing school gearing up for the year, getting our race cars ready, getting things ready to start uh, you know bringing in some race fans and uh, uh, driving some race cars at Texas Motor Speedway. So a lot, lots going on, you know, and uh, that's a wonderful thing. Real quick, uh, speaking of that, you got some uh, dates lined up and such. Uh, where can people get more information if they're intrigued about the racing school, David? Man, you know, if they're close to Texas or want to come to the Texas Motor Speedway and drive a real NASCAR race car at about 155 miles an hour with nine other race cars on the track, you're you're one of ten. And, you know, you, it's the closest thing of being in, you know, NASCAR race. But, man, you catch a slower car, you pass them or they're passing you. But you go to uh, TeamTexas.com. It's our, our, our website. It gives some information about our, our, our NASCAR racing school based at the Texas Motor Speedway. Awesome. TeamTexas.com for more information there. Absolutely. Dominic, uh, our next guest, uh, you know so well. And he's been a friend of ours for a long time. You know just better than I do. And and uh, you guys go way back uh, Give us uh, the, the intro to Justin and uh, maybe tell us uh, about the backstory of, uh, of you two. Sure. So, you know, Justin, well, we say on the show all the time, we know these people are they're really close, but I, I really reserve this word for special people. And Justin's kind of like an older brother to me. I've known him, and Justin probably would know more of an accurate date, but at least since 2008, 2009, we used to sim race against each other. And he came aboard the racing experts in 2014 and, and he and I co-owned the, the website. And, and from that, Justin has gone on to work with traction.gg, traction.gg, excuse me. And he's covering esports and, and all the happenings in NASCAR. And he's got to do some really cool things over the last couple of years. And he is somebody that I look up to. He's a really cool person in the industry. And he's somebody who's definitely made an name for himself and has found that niche in the NASCAR community. Justin, man, it's so awesome to have you here on Let's Go Racing with us this week. Um, I am absolutely honored to be on uh, this week. I really thank you guys for having me on. Um, very, very touching there. You, you, you got me there, Dominic. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, very cool. Um, and and yeah, I'm, I'm I, I just got off of uh, work about an hour ago with with Traction.gg and um, writing about esports and and racing video games. Now is is what I'm doing full time. You know, Justin, when you look at that and what you're doing now and getting to cover esports and, and and this is your nine to five job Monday through Friday, what do you think your your ten year old self would have said if you could see into the future? If you were able to go back in time and tell, like, look, just be patient, look what's going to happen. What would ten year old Justin have said about where you're at now? Well, I mean, ten year old Justin wanted to just get a foot into NASCAR, uh, whatever way it it took, um, and you know that. Uh, a lot of that form came through the video games, through the NASCAR video games growing up, through NASCAR Racing 2003 season, which you and I, where where you said where we met, and and that's that's the absolute truth. We raced each other in in uh, a league called Unser, and um, we we would we would battle uh, against each other on our computers on on a at the time a six year old video game. Now it's turning 19 this year. Uh, that same video game, and people are still playing. NR two thousand three, and 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 to you know to have turned that relationship into what it is today, where where we we met up and and uh, you you got me on the racing experts and uh, got me out to the racetrack from from two thousand fifteen onward. I, I 
I think I've been to at least one race every every year covering for for TRE, and um, now that that's turned into e NASCAR with with the big boom with the esports ever since the pandemic. And I I am absolutely lucky and 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 blessed that I had already put my foot forward into that that area of of racing. So um, yeah, it's it's just it's really cool to see where it's at. And and ten year old me would be absolutely ecstatic. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Tyler, I got to tell you, Tyler, David, the guy's being humble. Justin, when he says that we were competing on the racetrack of that league, no, he was winning races. I was usually the last <laughs> guy running, making sure I wasn't crashing and bringing out cautions. You were trying to stay out when he laughed you. <laughs> exactly. I would just want to stay out of his way. He could use me as a pick, as a lap car. And anytime you saw Justin in the server, you're like, oh, crap, really? He showed driving up. Like and, David you know, he's going to win. You were driving like David is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But, no, I mean, yeah, anytime you saw Justin's name in that UNSR server, you're like, oh, great. We, we know Justin's going to be a contender for the win. That's one harder position to have to fight for on the racetrack. But, yeah, great competitor, even greater motorsport journalist. And, yeah, it's awesome. Well, and, and on the journalist side, that's one thing I want to bring up here is that, uh, you know, as, as somebody that, you know, for me, you know, I, I cover, you know, all sorts of sports, not just NASCAR. And guys, I would say that there is not a harder sport to get into full time as a journalist than NASCAR because the jobs are just so limited and the jobs that are available, I don't know, a whole lot of them pay a lot, a lot of money, to be honest. And so, Justin, you know, for somebody like you that has grinded, truly grinded in this, you know, you know, spending your own money, traveling across the country, you know, uh, you know, you know, going from racetrack to racetrack. What what does it mean now to finally have have made it to to be in this thing full time, Justin? It, it's it's crazy to think of where I was the first time I stepped foot in in the NASCAR infield in in 2015 uh, at, at Dover. Um, I was terrified. I was intimidated. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, there were so many people that knew exactly what was going on. I didn't know nobody. I didn't know anything that was going on. I didn't know procedures or anything like that. Uh, and, and you know, you work at it. You grind at it. You you, you figure out what the, the certain things are. You talk to certain people. You get those connections and everything. And, um, you know, by, by 20, I think it was 2019, I was, I was traveling to about maybe uh, a third of, of the NASCAR schedule just driving you know, from, from track to track, like you said, and my tiny blue car. And, um, you know, it, it's so hard, like you said, to, to get your foot in because I wasn't making anything doing that. I was, I was just trying to get my foot in the door still at that point, four years after I had, you know, been there. Um, NASCAR media is, it's very, uh, it, the, there are a lot of uh, uh, clicks that are that are in in the NASCAR you know media center and stuff very like that. Very competitive, yes. Very competitive people. Very you know uh, interesting uh, individuals that are that are there. I'll just say that, and um, <laughs> you know it's you know you, you try as much as you can, and I still want to be a part of that, and I still you know enjoy going to the race checks, and I'm gonna really enjoy you know doing that again at Daytona uh, to start off the the regular season, but. It was it was probably around like 2018. I, I gave Dominic a text because you know we're we're just still trying to get like viewership on a TRE. It's still growing and growing and growing. And I'm like, man, nobody's talking about 
e NASCAR. Nobody's talking about these guys that that have these insane setups and insane rigs and go out there and and compete for at the time was tens of thousands of dollars. Now it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're competing for. And um, I, I just I'd been following it since the start in 2010 when when e NASCAR Coca Cola Series and that what it's now called is um, when that started. And I just thought these guys kind of deserve some type of coverage. So I started writing about the, the races that, that were going on online and covering them and getting, being a multimedia journalist on a computer is, you know, not so different from being a multimedia journalist at the racetrack. You, you got to talk to certain, you know, race directors and, and officials to, you know, get the proper credentials to get into these types of types of situations. And, um, I'm lucky enough to be one of the few right now that that can go on iRacing whenever I want and uh, jump into any of these sessions because uh, they they do lock them down. It's not like you just go in and, and watch these races. They they broadcast them on on iRacing on on like Twitch and YouTube and and some of these races have made it on to Fox Sports One uh, in the last couple of years. So it, it's it's not that different and and it's. It's crazy that now this is my career where I'm, I'm just all I'm doing is, is um, you know, it, and it's it, right now for what I'm doing with traction is more than than e-NASCAR. It's a lot of different motor esports and stuff. So there, there was just a 24 hours of Lama virtual race that went on and it was on a completely different platform you know there's iRacing and there's R Factor and there's all these other games like in our 2003. Um, they they did a 24 hour race um, simulating the the Lama race and and that was really cool to to have done and and there are just so many different other types of sim racing events that that go on all throughout the world it's um, really cool definitely yeah that's that's incredible and uh, you know Dominic and I each have you know several stories that we could brag about Justin about you know of, of over the years, but I, I got to say, I, I got to mention this real quick, guys. One time, uh, 2018, which you just mentioned, when uh, when you made a point to go to all those races, um, me, Dominic, and how many of us were in that, uh, stayed at that place out there in Daytona? What, about eight or nine of us all packed into one uh, place in Ormond Beach? And, uh, 2019, and, uh, Daytona 500, yeah. Yeah, and we were a little slow getting out of bed. We had we had a little fun the night before. We'll put it that way. And I had a radio show to do <laughs> at uh, eight a.m. Eastern time that morning, and uh, didn't get out the door quite in time. And so you know, I was scrambling trying to get on the air, David, to, to get on radio. And so uh, Justin just happened to have in-car Wi-Fi. I didn't even know in-car Wi-Fi existed prior to this. And so I get connected up and I do the first 30 minutes of my radio show from Justin's car with a perfect clean connection, sound clear as day. And no one had any idea that we were driving on the road in Justin's car and me doing a radio show. Uh, something I'll never forget and something I'm very appreciative of Justin for. That's awesome. That's that, awesome. that was definitely a fun time. Um, that, that whole that whole situation, uh, yeah, we, we definitely had fun the night before, and uh, I, I'm i never been a heavy sleeper, so um, i just lucky to be in that situation at the time. One of the, one of the um, you know, just hearing y'all all talk and, and y'all's friendship and, and y'all's working relationships and, uh, 
you know, hearing you y'all go back to the uncher days where you're unchering on the computer, racing against each other, you know. Um, but you know, the cool thing about what I'm hearing is uh, the, the 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 passion, uh, the passion, uh, the heart you have, uh, the dedication to the sport uh, as as a NASCAR or you know a motorsports journalist. You know, it's not easy, and uh, and the hearing. Hearing you speak, Justin, of the different people that are involved on that side of it, which I don't know a whole lot of them, uh, you know, you really, really got to want something bad enough to get in your own car and travel around the United States, sleep in your car or sleep in a, in a house or a hotel with 10 people and, you know, trying to figure out how to navigate this sport that you want to be a part of. And uh, those are cool stories, you know, and, and uh, the friendships you make on the way. And, uh, you know, I just look at Tyler and Dominic and yourself, you know, it hasn't been easy. And, uh, and, and from where y'all started to where you're at today, you know, you have to, you have to be proud of, uh, of those accomplishments and, and, and where you're at, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, it's not given to anybody, it's earned and, uh, you know, and nobody earns it more than you guys. So uh, it's pretty cool to, to hear what it's taken and what it does take to make it as a journalist in our sport. It's, it's not easy. No, no part of it's easy. Even if you want to cover the sport and, and man, I love journalists, uh, uh, the media people that, that, that cover our sport inside and out, they really let the world know, uh, without journalism and without, you know, the media, you know, I don't think our sport would be as popular as it is around the world, you know, so I appreciate what you guys have done and where you've ended up. Uh, I have a question, though. I, I don't know much about esports. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a race car driver, have been my whole life. And, uh, you know, and during the pandemic, uh, man, it was the coolest thing to turn on Fox Sports 1 or Fox. I don't remember NBC. I, I think it was on NBC on national network, a national network and see freaking racing again. You know, it was exciting. It was, it was um, uh, amazing, you know, and then not knowing that much about it, but listen to you speak about it, you know, and, and hearing what you were just saying, Justin, that at one point in time, people were making, uh, uh, you know, thousands of dollars. And I, and I think y'all said that they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, and, and that's, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's obviously that world, uh, uh, that type of racing is all new to me, but I, I love it. I think it's good for our sport. It brings new eyes to our sport. And I really think, uh, uh, in the future, a lot of the, our future racers, uh, and, and we have some racing in NASCAR today, their first start was esports or, or I, I racing, you know what I mean? And I just think it's just a brilliant uh, way to introduce our sport to, to young men and women. And uh, who knows, you know, after they're involved in it and winning the type of money you guys are just all talking about, hell, I want to jump on it. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, wow, you know, but, uh, but, but man, what a, what a cool, you know, that's really, really awesome. I mean, there's some superstar hero race car drivers out there that are, that are, uh, what would you call them? I racer champions, you know, and uh, they made a name for themselves and obviously making a living doing it. And I just think it's just so cool, even though I don't know that much about it. And, uh, 
So Justin, you're, you're uh, just listening to y'all speak. What What is your everyday, now that you cover that, what, is, what does your day look like, you know, from start to finish? You're just, you're just writing articles about uh, uh, finished results of the different types of e-racing on the computer. Uh, you know, what does what does a typical day look like for Justin? Uh, a typical day. I mean, it sure it's it's different every day. I feel like, which is one of the the coolest things about what what I'm doing right now. Um, they with where I'm at currently in um, the the current season. Right now, my day is I wake up and I check Twitter. That's that's the first thing that I do. I want to check and see if there's any announcements or any news or any any certain you know things to write about that are that are out there that I may have you know slept through or something like sure. that. So um, you know, right now they're in the off season for the eNASCAR Coca Cola iRacing series, which is okay. the top level iRacing uh, series. Where what's that? They're professionals. That's what they do for a living. Most of them, right? Right. Th those guys are the forty best iRacing oval sim racers. They in they've the world, gone in, in the world. In the world, yes. You've got That's guys amazing, that man. that are racing. Yeah, they're they're from from all over. I mean, we've had guys from from overseas in England that that had competed in the series before. Um, I believe the uh, actually no, I know for a fact the the guy who won the first championship uh, is uh, over in England, Richard Towler. Um, oh, but. Wow. But they, they put on these competitions to find the 40 best uh, oval sim racers. And they, they came up with the, the roster for this season uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So now what these guys are doing is there are some teams. There, there are 20 teams in the series. And some of them are, are teams you might be familiar, familiar with, like, like RFK Racing, um, like uh, Junior Motorsports, mm -hmm. uh, that have these eNASCAR teams. And they're going out and they're reaching out to these drivers to try and get them to race for them. Uh, each team is going to have two drivers that are, that are competing for them, and they're going to pay these guys a salary. You know, that I, I think it's, you know, a couple, maybe hundred to a couple thousand dollars, depending on the, the contracts that they come up with. So right now they're in the, that part of the season where they're signing contracts. Next week on, on Tuesday around this time, they're going to be racing for the first time. And iRacing is really cool where they're working together with NASCAR. That, that LA Clash Coliseum, that, that race, that track was created in iRacing before it made they broke ground at the Coliseum. They, they created that track. They helped NASCAR. iRacing helped NASCAR make that track and make different changes and come up with the final design. They had these these top drivers, these top NASCAR drivers go out and drive on, on their computers to see how the different types of track configurations would work. Now they're bringing that track. They're going to do a race on, on the virtual version of the track next Tuesday. And that's, you know, only, what, five days before the, the real thing happens? So... Um, by then we'll know where everybody is, where all 40 of these drivers are going to be driving for, and then they're going to have an 18 race championship season, um, with a four race playoff and a championship four, not very much different from what real life is doing. And they're going to crown a champion at the end of the year. And they're, they're going to give them, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for, for being the best of the best. So, that's, um, that's amazing. Uh, tell me something, um, how many racers have gone from that type of racing, which you're describing to me, to actually, you know, do a lot of them race at a local racetrack somewhere in the, in the country, um, you know, or, or some of them uh, 
tell me some names I would be familiar with that we race with week in and week out, and whether it be the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series or the Xfinity Series or the Cup Series, you know? I just think I think it's amazing, you know? I mean, definitely the, the most famous one that, that we could think of is from a computer would be William Byron. Everybody says he's he started on a computer on iRacing. Um, but William was also doing, you know, short tracks and, and stuff like that at the same time. William Byron's uh, uh, an obvious example. Josh Berry's probably the latest example of that. He was in that series in 2010 in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. He, he raced, and, and another person in that series was Dale Jr. Dale Jr. is actually the guy who won the very first NASCAR sanctioned race uh, back in 2010 at really? Daytona, which is a very, very fun fact. Yeah. Um, he you, won that on got, a fuel mileage run, right, Justin? It was like yeah, yeah. They, they, they ended up um, having a caution with like four laps to go. And at that time, they didn't have green, white checkers or overtimes or anything like that. So uh, Dale Jr., he was about maybe two laps short. He got really lucky and, uh, and he was able to make it and, and win that race. Um, Justin, the record books show Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the first race. Didn't tell you how he did it, and it don't really matter. He won the of race, course. right? <laughs> Definitely. So that's pretty cool, man. The there there are two guys this season that are racing for uh, RFK Racing in the E NASCAR series. Um, they're they're both local short track guys. One of them is actually uh, Parker Retzlaff, who's got a ride with RSS Racing this year for for a couple yeah. of races so uh yeah. he's going to be doing the e-nascar full-time in in their number six car for rfk racing at while he's also competing in the xfinity series um you've also got like and 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 this is now now i'm like going from the e-nascar and i'm going on a completely different tangent that's okay um, that's okay we do we do that a lot on our podcast we're like <laughs> ping pong balls the time. No, that's what makes it kind of cool you know so yeah, I mean, you've you've got this this top level competition of guys that are that are competing for hundreds of, of thousands of dollars, but then you also got like the the normal everyday racer who's you know just going out there to just have some fun. There, there's actually there's a league that exists that that I'm lucky enough to be a part of called Monday Night Racing. We just had a race last night. Monday Night Racing is a league of NASCAR uh, drivers of. Uh, uh, industry members, NASCAR ind industry members, and and other motorsports from from all over the place, like Ron Caps from NHRA, oh, Connor yeah. Daly from IndyCar, um, Shane Van Gisbergen from Supercars, yeah. um, the uh, the founders of Monday Night Racing, Ford Martin and Paul Sutton, uh, have put together this league of like just people who just want to race, and this is kind of born from the e NASCAR uh, Pro Invitational that was on TV. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys, yeah, they, they went out there because they didn't have any anything better to do. Nobody was racing at the time. Um, but some of those guys, like Kyle Busch, for one, uh, like Dale Jr., they, they're now – they want to keep racing now that there's no pro invitational series anymore. And where they go, they go to Monday Night Racing. Right. And uh, we, we've got, uh, like I said, Kyle Busch, Dale Jr., uh, NFL uh, – I believe he was a safety. Bernard Pollard Jr. Yeah. races in yeah. our league. Yeah. Uh, Cole Irvin, who uh, is a baseball player for the Oakland uh, Athletics, uh, races in. Mike Clay, uh, he's a NFL um, journalist. And, and uh, now that the NFL season's over, he's racing with us again. Um, Will Rogers, uh, Ryan Vargas, Preston Pardis, all guys that have competed in the NASCAR Xfinity yeah. Series. They're in this Monday Night Racing. So uh, th there is a lot of crossover of 
the 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 real life racing with the the virtual racing that that you get to see um just all over the iRacing service and even even on on other services too like R Factor where uh in that 24 hour Le Mans race Max Verstappen led for the first 6 hours of the event it, it, you know the world champion in formula 1 was on his computer racing isn't that amazing, man? That's that's it's insane. That is that is so cool. I just you know just hearing you speak about it and and hearing your passion about it almost it just makes me want to eye race. You know what I mean? And I I have to be honest with you, man. I'm so busy that I I think I probably eye race once or once or twice in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And uh, the guys that do it are really it, it's 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 a it's a talent, man. It's not easy. By no means, what little I've been exposed to it, it let me know right away. It's like playing golf, you know what I mean? It's like, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta race, 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 race. Just like any race car driver, you get better, you race, 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 and you know you hone your skills. But man, that I race, and God, that's those guys are really, really good, you know. So, uh, man, what a what a cool, that is just so cool. I just love it that our sport, you know our sport is wrap their arms and embrace that because, you know, I like William Byron and some of these other racers you're talking about. And man, it's just, uh, it's amazing, you know, and how, I, you know, I hear how real it is and just, you know, something that really just grabs my attention is the money side of it. You know, the kind of money that these guys are making is, is amazing. Who would ever thought that you could, uh, that you could race on a computer and make a living doing that. I would have never thought that would have ever happened. You know. So, what I mean? David, along those same lines, too, of the money that's being made and such, uh, I would think, Justin, that these teams that you mentioned are, you know, competing for drivers that have, you know, it's free agency. What are the teams providing? What is the incentive for joining one team versus another? What are they providing these these drivers here? Yeah, Great sure. Question. I mean. The, the I, I know that that the free agency period, which it, it's already over, like everybody's all decided and everybody knows where they're going. But like some guys would pick different teams based on uh, monetary value, like what what they were going to get in their, their contract or if they were going to get any sim racing like peripherals or anything like that. Like if they were going to get like a, a, a new racing wheel or, or wow. pedals or, or system or anything like that, new computer might be a part of the deal. They, they would, you know, broker in these terms. They, um, if, if people were getting different sponsorship or anything like that, if, you know, because there's sponsorship in, in e-racing too, there, yeah. you know, you gotta, with, with the guys that the teams are going out to go for, the sponsors got to be cool with them too, you know? So it's, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think there, there are some teams that are definitely going to be able to get the better drivers as opposed to some of the other teams that maybe don't have the same type of funding. Um, I, I, I don't want to list any names or anything like that because it's not my place, but right. there, there were definitely teams that I've heard from in, in my, you know, going out and, and checking and seeing where everybody landed that they, they were like, man, we really wanted to get this driver, but he was he just was out of our price range we couldn't afford him so he ended up on a different team that could afford him and go ahead go ahead just i'm sorry it's all good it's all good i mean i uh, i uh, man if you're a young kid and you want to race cars i mean this would have been around when i was a kid 
Man, I, 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 I was like you guys, man. I was like you, Justin and, and, and Tyler and Dominic. You know, I, I just wanted to be close to it, you know, just touch it, feel it. And, uh, man, at the local roller skating rink, they had a race car game. And, and every time they had a, a, a all-night skate deal, you know, they had contests. And, man, I won that freaking race car trophy every, you know, twice a year, you know. Nobody could beat me, you know. But I was so good at it. But, you know, and, and I, I still see people say, man, they, man, you were the racing king on that machine, you know. And, and, uh, but that's what you did. And just hearing you talk and, and the, the question that, the Tyler answer is a great question because it's like, man, I want to come drive for you because if I win, I want you to put me in a real race car. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, hey, who who has the ability where if I can win e-racing or, or you know, win on the computer, I, I want to go into the real thing. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I mean, but, man, what a, what a cool way of getting somewhere, you know, becoming an iRacing phenomenal, you know, a phenomenon or, or, you know, just champion is, is amazing, you know. And then and to hear you talk about all the stars of all forms of motorsports that are involved in it is, is, is just amazing, you know. For me, I don't have the time. I'm, I'm constantly moving and busy. Uh, you know, don't it don't fit how I live and what I do, you know what I mean? But, man, the, the opportunities – and for people that 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 their lives are maybe a little bit different than mine, man, what a cool way! I hear a lot of the drivers, Timmy Hill, mm -hmm. Stephen Light. You know, I hear a lot of my competitors that are my friends. You know, they uh, they're constantly on the i racing deal. Uh, you know, practicing somewhere, or just racing in a race, and it's just uh, it's the coolest thing, you know. But to think that I'm going to get on here just tomorrow and be good at it and try to compete with them. I mean, that's, that's never going to happen. These guys are really, really, really good. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. And let, let me jump in one more question and then we'll, uh, we'll move on to uh, our news and notes here in just a second. But Justin, what I'm curious of is in your opinion, when you look ahead at the future of the sport and what this is doing to attract a younger audience. And when you see, Yes, we are bringing practice and qualifying sessions back to every race this year, but it's going to be more limited than it's been before. How important do you think iRacing, e-racing is to the future of NASCAR? Sure. I mean, I, you just look at the, the what I was talking about before with the LA Coliseum. They made that track on iRacing. Uh, if, if these guys want to go and get some practice, on, on Wednesday morning, that track's going to be available for the public to go and download. And um, they, they can get, a, you know, a somewhat of a feel of, of what that track might, might race like. They, they've done the same thing for Bristol uh, when they put dirt on it. They did the same thing for Daytona Road Course when they put the Turtles uh, off a of turn four. They've done the same thing for, for Circuit of the Mer Circuit of the Americas. Awesome. Yeah. Um, they, you know, when, when there are track reconfigurations like Atlanta that's coming up, they work together with iRacing as well in that, in, yeah. in getting that together. The next gen NASCAR cup car was created in part with help from iRacing to, to try and get a feel for it before one of those cars even ever hit the track. So it was, you know, the, the technology is there 
and I believe it was it was Kyle Bush who who had said at one point that it's about seventy thirty, where it's about seventy percent of the actual feeling that you'll get in a race car. Of course, you're not going to get the the movement that you get in the seat of the car. I mean, I mean, you could get a motion rig, but I mean, it's not going to be completely accurate. Um, Lateral horses, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, but still, and 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 to hear you say seventy thirty, that's. You know, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, the how how hundred percent, you know, how accurate, and uh, man, that's pretty cool for Kyle Busch to say seventy thirty. That's amazing, really. Yeah, I I don't remember where or when he said that, but I just I, I remember that sticking in my head hearing him say it mm-hmm. once um, around the time that the pro invitational was happening. So right. um, it's it's definitely there, and and a lot of these guys that that are getting on the service. Um, are, are definitely taking advantage of it. I, I remember I was taking uh, some photography pictures for Ryan Vargas last year uh, when he was going in to go to Homestead for the first time. And he was getting right up against the wall, trying to see how that car would react up in the top lane around, around that track. And um, he was telling me, like, there's no practice going on right now. There's no qualifying. My first lap is going to be the first the race. of the race so i need to get some type of feeling for this car before i get in there and and right now that only avenue is i racing so um it's you know it, of course now with practice coming back that's that's going to change a little bit um but i mean they can still before they show up to the track and get on the track for the first time for the practice lap maybe have a little bit of an idea through these programs like i racing great that's tool incredible. great tool yeah great tool. it is it is. Absolutely. Guys, let's go ahead and get to our news and notes segment. Dominic Aragon takes it away from here. Dom, some uh, big news in regards to the broadcast in the Daytona 500 as well as the clash on Fox. We all saw the breaking news on Saturday night break during the Packers 49ers game. So sorry about my Packers, guys. Go Packers. But <laughs> Tony Stewart will be joining the NASCAR Fox broadcast booth for the Clash and the Daytona 500 in February. Stewart's going to be joined alongside Clint Boyer and Mike Joy in the broadcast booth. Stewart replaces Jeff Gordon for at least two races in the booth. And guys, from what I've been hearing, they're looking at doing possibly a rotating panel for the 2022 season with Boyer and Joy up in the booth. I'm sure, Tyler, you could weigh in a little more on that with your connections. Yeah, uh, that's what it sounds like it's going to be, that uh, they have Stewart lined up for those first two races, and then they'll uh, rotate the rest of the season from there. And maybe it's a deal where it's an audition for Tony. If he does well enough, maybe they'll just keep him around of some sort. So uh, I think Tony's going to be terrific. He and Boyer together, um, I would expect those broadcasts to be phenomenal. Uh, You know, it's going to be highly entertaining, I think. And Tony's done a great job when he's been an analyst before. He's not... Uh, going to be vanilla at it. I think he'll do a good job. Justin, what's uh, your thoughts on uh, Tony heading up in the booth, joining the Fox team, those two races? I think it's more Tony than than Fox with the the whole just being two races. I don't think anybody can die down Tony Stewart for, at, in one place for more than than a couple of you know opportunities at that. He's he's got a lot going on with SRX and and his his dirt racing you know opportunities and and of course owning the NASCAR team. So. Um, you know, Tony being in the booth, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, and whoever else they get, I mean, uh, Boyer, of course, is going to be great. He's He's been great the last, you know, couple seasons. And and Mike Joy, of course. Uh, I, I'd love to see them get, like, Larry Mack back in the booth, honestly. But um, it, it's Tony Stewart is going to be great. I, I can't wait for it. David, what do you think about Tony getting in the booth? And who are some names maybe you'd like to see up there at some point this year on Fox? 
Well, I just think it's brilliant on Fox's part because you know you uh, you you want somebody that's that's a hundred percent racer. Uh, you know that passion. Uh, Tony don't hold back. He tells it like it is, whether we like it or not. The fans like it or not. So, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get what's on his mind and how he sees it happening. You know what I mean? So you're gonna. I think the fans are gonna get a true perspective when he's speaking about what's going on on the racetrack. And uh, Tony's not one like you said to sugarcoat anything. And you know, and and his personality and Boyer's. I just think, man, I think that's brilliant. You know, and I think. Uh, we're looking at maybe, uh, you know, let's see how it goes, but you may be looking at a future broadcast, uh, uh, you know, A-list a team right there. You know what I mean? But uh, pretty pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for Tony. I'm excited for the NASCAR race fans, the viewers that are going to be watching on television. I think they're going to, you know, I think it's really going to enhance the broadcast, bringing not only Clint Boyer, but Tony Stewart and Mike Joy, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, and I'm excited about it. Dominic, I was thinking about this scenario here. You know, we mentioned that Tony doesn't sugarcoat anything. And you got these next-gen cars, which we know are pretty limited right now on supply. Um, and those two races, I mean, you would never wish anyone, you know, any harm, any damage of some sorts. But... If there is a scenario where a couple Stuart Haas cars crash at Daytona or uh, or the clash, I'd be very intrigued to hear what Tony has to say, his reaction in real time, what that's going to be like. I feel like, yeah, Tony's not going to hold back. He's going to be very vocal on how he feels about that. He'll be he'll be saying, oh, crap, that's a, a million-dollar crash right there. I could already hear Tony Stewart saying something like that. He's going to be very honest about it, and I, and I think he's going to bring that perspective from the ownership side, and of course, and I believe he attested at Bowman Gray, but I think there's going to be some really good insight Tony's going to be able to offer over those next couple races, especially getting behind the wheel from the testing. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, names, uh, potentially, to, to hit that Fox booth at some point this year, uh, who comes to mind, Dominic? Who do you think you'd like to see up there? Man, I'd like to see David Starr up there doing some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in the driver's seat for a while, you know what I mean? And uh, it'd be kind of cool to, uh, you know, people have mentioned that to me over the years, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm just, uh, you know, for them to drag me out of the driver's seat and put me in the booth, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to try it maybe in a truck race or something sometime down the road, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Tyler, too, I think really thinking about – I remember seeing an article earlier this week, too, that Mark Martin was asked about it, and he kind of just entertained the idea a little bit. But somebody like that, too, or Ricky Rudd, Jeff Bodine, somebody that has – Carl Edwards. Of, Carl Edwards. Yeah, Edwards, I think at one time even wanted to pursue the broadcasting after his racing days were over. To see somebody uh, like that would be awesome in the booth. Somebody that comes to mind, too, uh, you know, I, I know that she, that, uh, she wasn't that great of a racer, but Danica has done very well on TV. When uh, she's covered IndyCar or F1, whatever, I think Danica or SRX. I'd like to see Danica get a shot in uh, the booth, uh, maybe for a couple races. Justin, who would you like to see maybe do a couple of uh, these Fox races here? You know who is really good, um, and and this is another thing with I'm going to kick it back to e racing for a second. Uh, a, a broadcast last week for Monday Night Racing actually had Bobby Labonte as a uh, color commentator for the for the race. And he did, he did a really good job. He was up there with, with Daryl Waltrip, which, funny enough, you know, talking about Fox broadcasters and all that yeah. stuff. So maybe somebody like a Bobby Labonte could bring an interesting perspective to a, uh, to a NASCAR race. 
Yeah, and uh, he's employed with Fox, too, so I'm sure that could be uh, easily done. So Here's the other one, Tyler, Jimmy Johnson. Yes. In fact, I would be – I'll say this much. Because he is not employed by a network, I would be surprised if Jimmy doesn't do a race this year. Especially at a track where he won a lot, like a, like a California Speedway or Auto Clip Speedway where he's from, like something like that where there's a hometown connection. It would be really cool to see Jimmy step Knowing that the IndyCar schedule's limited, yeah, that one would surprise me. Uh, somebody, somebody has screwed up at Fox if Jimmy doesn't do a race or two uh this year i think that's a good i think that's a safe bet that's a good call so um i I, the guy that i could tell you i would be just totally shocked if he called a race if we ever saw him touch a microphone i don't think we're getting matt kenseth in the booth (laughs) and he would be great in the booth too he's got that dry sense of humor and he's so bland and he's got all these witty jokes to him and he matt's matt's very honest too it'd be awesome in the booth (laughs) yeah i I don't think that's happening but We'll see. What else is going on, Dom? Well, NASCAR on Monday announced that they are stiffening up penalties in the NASCAR Cup Series, adding some sections to the rulebook. So NASCAR.com was the first to report that officials have released a more stringent penalty structure in 2022, introducing a three-tiered system. So in the system, it was added to the rulebook on Monday, January 24th, puts in place rules to protect with the debut of the next-gen car model. So L3 penalties would be the highest form of penalty in this tiered system. And, guys, we're seeing some potential penalties that may hit, may actually hit the Cup Series for the first time ever. And we're talking including loss of playoff points, the, not only deduction of Cup points and having members thrown out, but also stripping teams of playoff eligibility. I, when I think of playoff eligibility being stripped and, like, bowl games and NCAA, I think of that kind of thing. I would have never thought NASCAR town. Yeah, um, it makes sense. I mean, we've uh, we've only seen what playoff eligibility taken away one time with uh, the the Michael Waltrip racing incident a few years back. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can recall where somebody was straight up taken out of the playoffs. But it's an interesting uh, idea, Justin. What did you make of uh, these uh, these new penalties? I, I think they're they're going to be a necessary evil um, with definitely with the way that the next gen is going to a more, um, you know, uh, streamlined type of car where they're not going to have as much input into what's going into the car. A lot of those parts are manufactured from, you know, one person, one manufacturer. So um, I, I think it's, it's necessary to make sure that the, you know, the, everything's as fair as it can be, but you, you, you got to also realize that they're going to be trying to find every single advantage that they can. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see when when that first uh, L3 penalty gets handed down. David, uh, as somebody that's uh, been handed some penalties in the past, what do you uh, think <laughs> of uh, this new structure, this setup here? Hey, you know, I, I'm, man, you know, it's, man, we're racers. You got crew chiefs. You got engineers. That's what we do, man. You're, you're looking for an edge. You're looking, you're trying to find something that works and that will give you an edge. That's That's just, that's just racing, you know. I don't care what form of racing it is, you know. We're, you know, the way you tune the motor, uh, the, the handling, uh, you know, arrow, uh, man, you know. There's just you're always looking for an edge, and they they have streamlined the race car, like like Justin's saying, uh, and it makes it to me now that it is streamlined and everybody buys the same parts from the same manufacturer. I mean, everybody's going to have the same parts and pieces to me, it, it, to me, just thinking, uh, 
you know, I was thinking to myself that, man, there's going to be a lot of engineering going on. You know what I mean? The engineering is looking how to, to figure out how to manipulate, you know, how to make something better with what you have, the parts and pieces you have to work with, you know? And uh, I, I, I was just listening to y'all and I, and I had, I've been so busy myself. I hadn't really kept up with uh, the, the, the penalties that, you know, the, 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 the fines and, you know, that, that are going to be happening when they catch somebody, you know, uh, bending the rules, you know what I mean? But, but man, with this new car and the way they streamlined everything and, and the same parts and pieces and all that, to me, when, you know, when I was learning months and months ago about this car, I was just thinking, man, the engineers and the, and the crew chiefs, I mean, they're going to be trying to figure out how to gain an edge, you know what I mean? So it's, the interesting part is, you know, the car is so new and so different you know, uh, you know, you know, how do you write a rule book? You know, what's, what's, what's inside that box and what's outside the box, you know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting that process, you know what I mean? And when somebody finds something and they do something or, you know, and, 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 and then NASCAR finds it, you know, is it really a penalty? Is it really, you know, uh, I mean, where's the, where, you know, where's the line in the sand drawn? You know what I mean? So it's going to be, it's very intriguing and very interesting to see how this season is going to play out when you're talking about uh, fines and, 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 and people doing what they can to try to gain an edge. You know what I mean? You know, we've heard it over the years, cheating, you know, and I don't know if it's so much cheating. It's just, you know, it's just what racers do. It's what racing people do. It's what engineers do. It's what crew chiefs do. You're just trying to figure out how to make the car go faster, whether that be how do you make it drive better handling? How do you find more horsepower, more torque? Uh, how do you get more downforce, which creates grip or and less drag? You know what I mean? So it's, um, it's man, to me, it's very intriguing because this car is completely new and streamlined. And it's going to, it's, you know, I'm, to me, I was just thinking there's going to be a lot of penalties this year because, you know, what's, what's, what's inside that box and what's outside the box, you know what I mean? And so, I don't know, I think it's very interesting and, and, and people are going to be paying attention to it, you know, and can you imagine winning a race or two and the next thing you know, you get caught doing something that NASCAR thinks outside the box and, you know, they, they penalize you and you're, you're not, you're not part of the chase or the, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how it's policed. So along those lines, Dominic, this is what I would wonder, you know, when I know that we've, uh, we've kind of picked on Michael Walter racing RIP tonight. Um, you know, when, when they first entered the sport, we all know about the jet fuel, you know, incident and such and, and, you know, the penalties that they suffered from that. I would guess that because of this being a new car and trying to arrange everything and such, um, when you get to the clash and, you know, Daytona and all this, I would think there's going to be a lot of penalties assessed, uh, a lot of toying around just because people are trying to figure out this car, even, you know, unintentionally, you know I mean? Trying to find an edge of some sorts. Uh, I, I, I would guess that's probably, there's a good chance that happens for a, a decent number of teams those first few weeks. I can see that. We'll see some penalties announced and 
as we all know, teams will do their best to appeal and we'll, we'll see the appeal process. But you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of kinks to work out, a lot of different moving parts and no pun intended, right? Because there's so many parts of this car. But I think you're right, Tyler. There's going to be a lot of teams trying to figure out and like we've discussed, trying to get that competitive edge. David said it best. They're all racers. You want that competitive edge. How can you get more tents on the racetrack or shave off tents on the racetrack and just be that much quicker? There will be, I think, some growing pains. Yeah, I think so. Final segment before we wrap up the show this week. It's time for our Ask David segment. We ask you to submit questions to us on Facebook, Twitter, and by email, davidstarpodcast.gmail.com. And we go to the Twitter inbox first. Let's go to this question from a friend of the show, John Haverland, chiming in at John Haverland. He says, hey, Justin, big fan. That's nice. I was wondering, which New York football team will have the better record next year, and why will it be the Jets? <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that, buddy. Uh, the, the Giants have actually uh, done some work this offseason uh, to get rid of some of the fat, and <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to the future of the New York football Giants. Uh, but unfortunately, I think we're both beat. I think Buffalo's going to have another fantastic season again next year. That's a good answer, yes. Buffalo will be very good. David, speaking of that, how about that game Sunday night uh, between the Bills and the Chiefs? That, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Man, I I, I just – I was going to talk about it earlier. It's – that was a Super Bowl, dude. I mean, you you can't get any better. Man, that Buffalo team, oh, my God. I mean, that was – that was amazing. That was probably one of the best football games I've ever seen. That Was that amazing? That was unbelievable, man. I mean, man, both those quarterbacks, both those teams, I mean, you know, it, 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 and unfortunately, you know, the agony of defeat, somebody's got to lose, you know what I mean? And and it was, it, you know, I was trying to figure out who's going to lose this game because it's like when everybody's, when when the offense touches the ball, they score. And, you know, and, and, and just – because of the, the, the rules that the NFL have, uh, you know, if you score a touchdown, your first, you know, you win the toss and you get the ball and you score a touchdown, the game's over with. But, man, you know, I feel like that that in the future that the NFL will come out and say, hey, on the playoff games, each team has an opportunity to score and you just keep going until, you know, every, you know it's equal. And then, you know, if Buffalo would have got the ball back, and would have scored, and then obviously that he could have kicked off, and Kansas, you know, Kansas City would have kicked a field goal or another touchdown. I mean, until whoever wins. But man, unbelievable weekend! My my hero and and my guy that I, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, that game was amazing. I mean, when the fourth quarter started, it was twenty-seven to three. You know what I mean? And they couldn't they couldn't keep. They couldn't keep the the defeat the, the the defensive lineman off Tom Brady. He didn't even have a chance to throw the ball. They kept tackling him, you know what I mean? And for them to come back at the end and have a shot at winning was amazing, man. It's just uh, God, just that that like this past weekend the NFL, dude. It was it don't get much better than that, man. It was it was pretty awesome. What you guys? What y'all saw? I mean, man, I that was. Uh... That was the best weekend of football I've seen in my life. And that's not yes. an exaggeration. All four games were just incredible. And like you said, David, the, the Bills-Chiefs game felt like the Super Bowl. Can't get any better than that. I think whoever was going to win that game 
was going to win, go on and win the Super Bowl. I feel very good about my Kansas City Chiefs this week against Cincinnati and then a potential matchup with the Rams or the 49ers in the Super Bowl at that point. Unfortunate for the Chiefs that more than likely for the second straight year, they're going to have to play at their opponent's stadium for the Super Bowl. I think the Rams will probably beat the Niners uh, this week and we'll have a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Dominic, uh, you're on the unfortunate side of things with uh, your Packers uh, falling to the Niners, but you, you'd called it uh, with Stanton a couple weeks ago. He owes you some wine now. He sure does. If you recall two weeks ago on the show, I, I didn't have faith in the Packers. I didn't think they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. I had said on the show, my Packers will make it to the NFC Championship game and choke like they're good at. They didn't even get to do that. But yes, I did text Stan right away. and He read it right away. He didn't respond. But Stan, I know you're listening. Looking forward to trying that family Barrett wine. <laughs> yeah, you you. It was amazing to see Green Bay go down and and, and the weather conditions. Man, you would have thought if anybody could have, you know, uh, you know, that would have been to their advantage to play in that type of in that type of weather conditions. Man, I was just shocked uh, how that how that ended as well. David, that Mason Crosby blocked field goal right before halftime. Like, oh, that just did not sit well with me. That just no, kind of stuck no, me for the rest of the game. No. Um, unbelievable, man. But just. Uh, what a football game, you know, well, just um, – David, yeah. you're mentioning the overtime rules, how stupid they are in the NFL. And, you know, it just drives me crazy. Even though my team won, I, fit, I still feel shorted, uh, you know, that we didn't get – that Josh Allen didn't get a chance to touch the football. Um, but what I like to remind folks all the time is uh, the best overtime in all of sports belongs to NASCAR. I love the green-white checker finish. It doesn't get better than that. It man, it it it, it doesn't get any better than that, man. When there's a green white checkered, I mean, man, you know, it's just man, our sport has done it right, you know. Just uh, the way the, the the chase format, the green white checkered, you know, uh, it's just amazing. We we uh, we are truly blessed to be part of such a awesome sport from every, from all aspects. But you look at the competition side and the way the races end, and 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 the the our playoff format. And uh, the green-white checkered, you know what I mean? It's just, it's amazing. It's exciting. And, uh, man, I love it, you know. And, and uh, you know, every sport, you look at the NFL, you look at NASCAR, you look at Major League Baseball. I mean, you can always pick, you know, there's always going to be somebody to criticize something, you know what I mean? But, man, I, I just feel like I'm so proud of NASCAR and the product we have on the racetrack and the way our, our championship is crowned. It's just uh Man, it, I, I just thought it, I, I think it's brought new fans over the over the last six seven years to our sport just because people are tuning in because it's exciting. Last thing, uh, then we'll get to our next question. Uh, Justin, what what do you think of the games this weekend? These uh, the the AFC and NFC title game here. How do you think it's going to play out? Got a coworker who's a really big San Francisco fan, so uh, I, I I'm kind of rooting for for her to get her team into the Super Bowl. But I'm I'm like you. I think the Rams have have definitely got the the better overall team. So uh, we'll see what happens in in that one. And uh, I definitely Chiefs all the way. Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, you you all are uh, honorary members of the Chiefs Kingdom. We'll bring you in. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Um, <laughs> The uh, next question in uh, the inbox that uh, we have for you, uh, <laughs> this one's pretty funny uh, for, for Justin. Uh, Justin, uh, and Kevin yeah. McAdams on Twitter wants to know, what is <laughs> his routine to keep his skin so young and vibrant? I shower. I 
I, I wash my face. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want from me, Kevin? I, 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 I wash regularly. It's the, the normal type of, I, I don't do anything different, buddy. Justin, just tell him it's all that good living, dude. You know, you got, you got to know how to live, man. It's the uh, the uh, the the child in me of, of with all these video games that I get to uh, <laughs> be around all the time. So there you go, David. Uh, what, what what does Kim make you put on your face to, to keep you so young? You know, <laughs> man, I'm all unshaved and uh, burnt my nose, man. <laughs> she was just telling me, "Have you looked in the mirror lately?" <laughs> 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 but it's all good man hey <laughs> hey uh a little pro tip there guys so this is all i do uh shout out to uh, front row motorsports and anthony alfredo uh i love those dude wipes it's like a shower for your face <laughs> you know that stuff is magical you know i mean uh everybody and they're not paying us for this everybody at some some point needs to own a thing of dude wipes like you just keep those around and It'll change your life, Dominic. <laughs> Never tried dude wipes. I've seen them with like nine bucks a package or something at the store. So if they're Worth that it. highly priced, they must be that good. Yeah, I know inflation uh, hasn't been too kind to us lately, but uh, it's worth it for the dude wipes. Uh, they, they haven't paid me to say that either. Uh, guys, this has been a, a fun hour uh, with Justin. Justin, uh, before we kind of wrap up things, plug away. Where can people find all the great stuff you're up to? And uh, what's the best place to follow all that, man? Uh, I'm posting all the time on Twitter. You can follow me at Justin Malillo. Um, I've also got uh, written work that you can follow at Traction GG uh, and at the Racing Experts, of course. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more with the Racing Experts this year than I did last year because of, uh, you know, certain things that have happened to me in, in the last couple of months. So, um, anyway, yeah, uh, definitely give all those a follow, uh, like, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the internet. See you on the internet. I love it. It's a good place to be. Dominic, what's going on this week at the Racing Experts? Man, we'll just continue to cover the, the daily news and happenings around the sport and going everything that's going on in motorsports. And uh, as I give them a shout-out every week on the show, Justin Malillo, Jonathan Field, they keep the site going. Kyle Stevens, we have some really good guys who are really making the wheels turn on our operation. And, and Justin and I couldn't be more proud of who we have associated with that. So we'll just continue to cover the sport and just continue to keep plugging away. How about you, Tyler? It's uh, it's good times to uh, be home uh, with family and such. And, and uh, we got a big week on the uh, Jones Sport this week. Uh, Going to be joined by uh, Ron the Show Hewley from uh, uh, 610 in Houston as we'll be talking all things NFL playoffs. That show will be out on Thursday. So check that out. Download subscribe to the Jones Sport as well as this show and the rest of the uh, Studio Soapbox Network as well. A lot of stuff going on there. David, uh, what's happening in your world? And just uh, getting ready, hopefully, to announce what we're doing in 2022. I'm excited about all that. And just, uh, you know, just finalizing some stuff up and just working, uh, working, getting ready for our first racing school February the 27th at Texas Motor Speedway. So just uh, that. I'd, uh, man, I, Justin, why don't you ever answer me on Twitter, man? I'm always asking you questions. You never, you never get back to me. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> I don't know if David's ever sent a tweet in his life, you know. But <laughs> yeah, that's a, <laughs> got a little a little thing we call a ghostwriter, you know. You know <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, Tyler. I don't know if I buy all that because I've been sitting next to David, or when we've all been around. And what's David doing? He's surfing social media on his phone. 
Oh yes, and uh, he uh, he'll respond to us on Snapchat. No, heck yeah, man! I'm moving up in the world, man. I'm Snapchatting. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing we got to work on, David, is a Snapchat streak. Uh, a, a, a what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, Justin, and thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that we're all going to be in Daytona. That's going to be fun. But uh, uh, you know, I don't think you'll find us all crammed up in a hotel room, though. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, thanks again for having me on. It really was a fun time tonight. Yeah, it was. And uh, we appreciate you, the listener, for joining us. As always, subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Starr. New episodes out each and every Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit that <laughs> like button. We certainly would appreciate that. As always, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Star Podcast, Facebook.com forward slash David Star Podcast, and my email at David Star Podcast at gmail.com. For Dominic Aragon. And David Starr, Tyler Jones, thanks a lot. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll put the chicken flag out and see you next week.